all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. Bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? Hello. <laughs> I'm David. I'm Rachel. And this is All Bad Things. And dear listeners know, when you uh, hear my voice first, what that means. That somebody really doesn't like your voice because it reminds them of their brother-in-law. That too. <laughs> Imagine if that brother-in-law was from... Pennsylvania or Cleveland. <laughs> or Cleveland. They hate us now. Oh, and hello, Abby. I know the reverse bad oh, things are your favorite. Yes. And she has been feeling less loved lately. We love Abby. Of course. Of course we do. So yes, reverse bad things. <clears throat> because you had a you had a little time to kill. <laughs> I did. We are on a shutdown at work. Um, I think I've mentioned several times before I work at a Essentially like a, not a power plant, but a processing processing plant. And once or twice a year, we have to shut down to fix equipment, bring in new equipment, clean equipment, things like that. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're doing right now. So over the weekend, I was literally getting paid to play on my phone. (laughs) Well, but you said there, there, you were doing fire checks? Well, I had to do that. You had to just go around the building and stuff like that once an hour just to make sure nothing was... On fire? Yeah. Okay. Or just like if you saw like something awry. Like a, it was sort of like night watchman kind yeah, of stuff. Like okay. Because like, they're putting in new pipes and stuff like that. <clears throat> so if you saw something that... A like, leak or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So that's okay. what you're looking for. Just monitor yeah. things. Yeah. But uh, other than that, uh, wasn't doing a whole lot. So I just And they uh, even had no problem with you <laughs> using no, the computer, right? No. <laughs> nice. And uh, I don't work at a traditional workplace where everybody is sitting in front of a computer all day. Not that everybody does that. But um, a lot, a lot of a lot us of people do. do yeah. mm-hmm. But um, the computers I work on are literally mainframe computers. That's all I'm using at work. We don't. They're not word processors no. or whatever. So yeah. uh, in the control room, because we literally had nothing but time to kill mm-hmm. for 36 hours over the past weekend. <laughs> well, like, you were smart. I was like, hey, you thought about it. It just dawned on me. I was like, I can just knock out this research tonight. I'm so grateful because. Um, I was hoping you were... We talked about you doing a, a reverse bad thing. I haven't done one in a while. Yeah, so it's I, been... I, I, felt, I, uh, I feel naked with nothing in my hands. <laughs> like, that sent, that came out wrong. What did. I meant to say was research paper. <laughs> not, not, I'm not holding research paper. <laughs> um, can I do, is this a good time to do the corrections corner? Of course. Okay. So, corrections corner, as always, for our Itai Tai disease episode last week. Um, one of our loyal follow- followers on Instagram, who goes by Impy the Painter. Hello, okay. Impy the Painter. I don't go um, on Instagram enough, so. Yeah, yeah, you're not really on Insta much. But they specifically said that they were screaming at their at their phone listening to us today because, yes, Japan has an emperor. They still do? Yes, oh, apparently I did, so. I didn't know that. So, me neither. So, I looked it up. I they... Of course, I, I believed Impy. That that was correct. Is it in the vein of like the royal family? Like the, yes. Okay. Figureheads. They don't they don't really do anything. That is just, correct okay. according to Wikipedia. So the current imperial emperor of Japan is Naruhito. 
Oh, it's okay. this gentleman I, here. I know that name. Oh, okay. Okay. Anyway, uh, according to Wikipedia, the rule of the emperor, emperor has changed a lot over the centuries. That would be my guess as well. Yeah, but at Cause present... Because if a few people realize there is still an emperor of Japan... Right, apparently means, we didn't. That means they don't have a whole lot of power. So it says, and this is a direct quote from Wikipedia, since the enactment of the 1947 constitution, so post-World War II, yep. the role of the emperor has been delegated to a ceremonial head of state without even nominal political powers. So, uh, so essentially like a diplomat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, basically. Social diplomat, that's what not the, even political. That's what the royal family is. They have, yes. to my understanding, they have certain political powers, but very few. And It sounds like the Emperor of Japan like doesn't even yeah. have any. It's yeah, more what I was referencing head. at the end of World War II is, no, the Emperor of Japan was a real thing and made actual decisions. Yes. and Not, he, like, not like today. And even in our story of Itai Itai disease, going back a ways, they True. did too. Yeah. Absolutely. So... Um, I think that's it. I think that's the only correction I came across. Um, we love our listeners from uh, Ohio and Pennsylvania, <laughs> but we hate the people who leave us one star reviews because they think we hate them. Well, guess what? We do fucking hate you, and you fucking suck, and so does your fucking city and state. But if you are well, a you can speak good for listener, no, no, no. If you're if you're if you're one of our people. Then you are wonderful, and your uh, city and state are beautiful. I will put it this way. When I mention Pennsylvania or Cleveland as always gray and cloudy, it's because, number one, that's how I picture it in my mind, and that's mostly because that's where I'm from. I'm from a place that is always gray yeah, and cloudy. Yeah, right, you're not and, slagging them off. And the sun never shines, yeah. so I know how it feels. Exactly. Like I, I think of Syracuse the same way. Mm-hmm. I think of Columbia, South Carolina is the same way. It has huh. that same sort of... Very specific there. Yes. It has that... Whenever I'm in Columbia, the few times I've been there, I uh-huh. feel like I'm in Syracuse, New York. Huh. It's strange. But in yes. the south, southern right. version of southern Syracuse. Syracuse. Columbia, the southern Syracuse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put that on a bumper sticker. <laughs> I. It's... It's funny because I'm from Miami, and the thing you can say about us is we're fucking snobs about everybody. We're we're dipshit and snobs. And it literally for says sure. the sunshine state on your license plate. Well, Florida is a whole other ball game. All the weird shit happens in Florida. It but does, we but, know that, that. but that's the that's the trade off. Yeah, you, you get all the sunshine, but you get all the crazy people. We do too. get all the weirdos. So anyway, mm. uh, I have not mentioned yet. Follow us. Yes. On Insta, Twitter, Facebook. <laughs> Twitter. 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 And uh, please send suggestions to us yes. at allbadthingspod at gmail.com. It is the easiest way to mm-hmm. delineate oh. who wants to talk about what. And our handle on all social media is at allbadthingspod. Thank you very much. So what are you My drinking pleasure. tonight? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's worth saying. Sure it is. We're, we're both in the generic. We are. <clears throat> which is too bad because Coffee is for Closers got a lot of positive feedback. Yes, it did. Um, including a retweet from Full Steam. So cheers, yes. Full Steam. Sorry we aren't drinking your so beer tonight. We're, so we're not Full Steaming tonight. <laughs> we are slumming it tonight. I've got a uh, Black Cherry Truly Seltzer. Good old Truly. And I am never slumming it with my national <laughs> local beer. I think... Just in case somebody from the Miller Brewing Company is listening. I feel like you've been sucking up to them for 125. It's, this is our 125th episode. It's going by the way. to pay off. Yes, okay. it is. And with that, today, yes, on our lovely triggering disaster show, 
We are going into new territory on what is, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. our 125th episode. Oh. We are doing a dual disaster. A dual disaster. One leads into the next. Okay. A, a, a domino effect. Oh, yes. Okay. So today, dear listeners. I don't know what the topic is, by the way. You do not. Because, this time it's because rare. I, because I actually did the research <coughs> at work and got to print you it. You printed it yourself, yes. This is the story mm-hmm. of the Great Peruvian Earthquake oh. slash Huascaran and Cash Avalanche. All right. Okay, so it was, it sounds like it was an earthquake that triggered an avalanche. Oh, yes. Okay. On May 31st, 1970, a 7.9 magnitude earthquake Yikes. struck off the coast of Peru. Okay. The epicenter of the earthquake was located 35 kilometers. Or 22 miles <laughs> off the coast of Peru in the Pacific Ocean. Oh, okay. Today, it is known as the Great Peruvian, Peruvian Earthquake, and it triggered uh-huh. the Huascaran and Cash Avalanche. The two combined disasters killed an estimated 70,000 people. Oh, my God. 45,000 from the earthquake itself and an estimated 25,000 from the avalanche. That's horrific. While also injuring an estimated 100,000 people. Holy shit. The Wascaran and Cash Avalanche remains the deadliest avalanche in recorded history to this day, and the combined disasters remain the deadliest event in Peruvian history. Wow. As always, we say recorded history because... Sure, sure. Who we knows? Ancient. There could have we been something worse that is unknown or mm-hmm. unrecorded. Um, Real quick. Yes. Didn't the little pronunci- pronunciation video say Roscaran? Something like that. I'll, okay. I'll, let, I'll let you back me up on that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I went over it before we went on, cause, and then I forgot again. That's okay. It's a really... Can pe- I see how it's spelled? People will see how it's spelled, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah that's that's tough. That's yeah. that's in... It's not... Ankash. <laughs> Waskaran Ankash. Waskaran, yes. Can you roll your eyes? I, I cannot. Yeah. I've never been able to. So, I'm pretty sure this is our first trip to Peru. I'm almost positive yeah, we've that. Been we've, in been the to, Andes. we've been to South America before <clears throat> mm-hmm. several times, but only three or four times? Not not all that many. Um the Andes Well and and yes was this, Argentina, I think, technically. That's where it that's where it <coughs> yeah. happened. Yes. Uh-huh. But yes, uh the Huascaran 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 and Cash yeah. mountain part of the mountain range is part of the Andes. Okay. So, um, do you, do you see the little ac- accent mark know, over I, the A? I, I know. I no, know it's okay. Means. Oh, you know. So you but put the emphasis on that syllable. But I okay. just can't do it. I'm okay. just not very good at it. That's okay. I'm not very good at non-English English. It's not English at all. That's true. <laughs> I'm not good at that either. So I feel like this is our, because this is our first time mm. to Peru. Peru. I figured let's give a brief history, and I'm going to leave it brief because... Oh, man, it's an ancient civilization. Just like when our trips to China happened on this mm-hmm. show, you could you could do 500 podcasts on the history of China, and Absolutely. you still wouldn't cover everything. So this is just two paragraphs worth of the history of Peru. Okay. Um, are you going to get into Geography Corner at all, where Peru is as well? Okay, very good. Because I honestly, I'm like, um, I think it's by Ecuador, but I'm not. No, well, I, I put it in there because I didn't know exactly okay, where good, it was. Okay, good, good. I appreciate that. I know it's in South America. I will get to that part All in right. A Brief History of Peru. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> so the history of Peru spans four millennia, 
extending back through several stages of cultural development in the mountain region and the lakes. Peru was home to the Norte Chico civilization, the oldest civilization in the Americas, and one of the six oldest in the world, Hmm. and also to the Inca Empire, the largest and most advanced state in pre-Columbian America. Have heard of the Incas. I believe Machu Picchu is in Peru. I'm not sure if about that. If I'm not that. mistaken, which I believe was a holy site for the Incans. I could be making the, the, all of that up. The second but half, I think I'm so. sure, is I, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't make it into my You're history. You're like, look, it, it's not in my short history. <laughs> don't ask me. Don't derail me. Let's move on. <laughs> That's okay, because I derail you all the time with stupid facts. <laughs> it's okay. It was conquered by the Spanish Empire in the 16th century, which uh, also. Little sidebar is where Spanish plague comes from. That's where this happened. Spanish plague. Plague, yes, because uh, the Eastern Europeans brought over diseases to South South America that right, people sure. were not exposed to. Well, just before. like uh, we did co- Cocolizzi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Spanish Empire established a vice royalty with jurisdiction over most of its South American domains, which okay. which we know the, yeah. the Spanish conquered most of South America for a long time. Yeah. The nation de- declared independence from Spain in 1821 but consolidated after the Battle of Ayachuco three years later. Consolidated, okay. Officially the Republic of Peru. Okay. The country is located in western South America. It is bordered in the north by Ecuador and Colombia, in the east by Brazil, in the southeast by Bolivia, in the south by Chile, Okay. and in the west by the Pacific Ocean. Okay. Peru is a megadiverse country with habitats ranging from the arid plains of the Pacific coastal region in the west to the peaks of the Andes Mountains, vertically extending from the north to the southeast of the country to the tropical Amazon Basin rainforest in the east with the Amazon River. So it's tied it's to... It's got all sorts of topography. Pretty much everything in the continent. Very biodiverse, oh, I yeah. would imagine. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Isn't Easter... No, no. The... Easter Island or the Galapagos are off of are they? the west coast of South America or both? I should just stop <laughs> speculating about things I don't know and haven't looked up. I think all I know about Easter Island, <laughs> which is what everybody knows, is the, the statues. statues, yeah. So Peru is a multi-ethnic country, which means that it is home to people of many different historical backgrounds. Right. Therefore, it is a multicultural country as hmm. well. Since it is considered a multi-ethnic society, Peruvian people usually treat their nationality as a citizenship instead of an instead of an ethnicity. Okay, so it's like uh, kind of similar to America a yes. little bit because mm-hmm. kind of the same vein. Yeah, like because you can be an Italian American, an yep. African American, or whatever, whatever. So Peru is my nation of origin, but not necess- necessarily something I identify Ex- as my ethnicity. Exactly. Okay. As of 2018, Peru has a total population of 31,989,260 uh, citizens, compared to just 13,341,000 at the time of this disaster in 1970. Wow, so they really experienced quite a population. Oh, yeah. I mean, everywhere did, but yeah. There are 196 provinces in Peru grouped into 25 regions, with the exception of the Lima prov- province, mm-hmm. which does not belong to any region. It's Oh, okay. It's, so it's almost like its own little, little independent place within. Peru. It seems like uh, like they're. I think what they mean by their provinces uh-huh. is how we could relate to in America is uh, counties. Oh, okay. okay. So, 
The economy of Peru okay. is an upper middle class income economy as classified by the World Bank and is hmm. the 39th largest in the world by total GDP. Okay. Peru was one of the world's fastest growing economies as of 2012 with a GDP growth rate of 6.3% at the time. But as of 2018, the GDP growth rate has slowed to 3.99%. Peru's main industries are mining and refining of minerals and jewels, mm. steel, metal fabrication, petroleum extraction and refining, and also natural gas and natural gas liquefaction. Because of the mountains. Mm-hmm. I would think yep. all of that Absolutely. is because of the mountains. Yeah. Lima is the capital and largest city in Peru, which is located in the valleys of the Chilon, Rimac, and Lurian Rivers in the central coastal part of the country overlooking the Pacific Ocean. And after looking at pictures of Lima... Should we go there? I am definitely game for going there. Nice. It looks that would fucking be awesome. gorgeous. That would yes. be awesome. Um, South America is definitely a place I would love it to go. It seems to just and... have a different vibe. Yeah. I've, ne- I've well, never been course. there, but... Yeah. You know. Completely different continent. Uh, com- well, there is... It seems is like people an... just want to eat and drink and get fucked up, and that's kind of all they care about, <laughs> you know? I feel like that is perhaps dismissing... The, um, no, I'm just the talking about like, industry. The, I'm just talking about the vibe. No, people go to work, you know, but they, you know, they, they know how to they know how to have fun too. I was thinking more the rich culture, not the whole like, oh, well, let's go get fucked up. Well, we can do that at the rich culture. <laughs> we can do that at Machu Picchu. No, no. Do, Machu Picchu is up on a mountain. Like you have it to is. hike all yeah. the way up there. I would, I would love to do it one the, day potentially, uh, though. The Poor bastard uh, with ALS, Steve Gleason, the former football player. Uh-huh. Right when he was succumbing to that illness, uh-huh. they literally dragged him up to Machu Picchu because that's wow. what he wanted to do. Yeah, that's interesting because a lot of those like historic sites are not necessarily accessible. It wasn't accessible at all for those with physical disabilities. Thankfully, yeah. he was a football player and had football lineman sure, friends that could. Sure. Yeah, I watched. Oh, did they like his oh, friends yeah, physically they had to... lifted him? Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. He was on like a stationary um, chair. Or yes. A seat. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Pretty much. So not a wheelchair. No. He was. He mm-hmm. was more on like a thing that they could lift up. Yep. And well, those are very dedicated friends. Mm-hmm. Um, although good for them because that's oh, what yeah. we should do for people who are. It looked like the most rigorous. Oh, they I'm weren't sure. training, obviously, but well, plus you're in the mountains. I'm sure the oxygen feels pretty thin yeah, up there. It looked pretty brutal what they were doing, and I... these and these are A level elite mm-hmm. athletes. I know a, a lady who went to Machu Picchu. She brought back pictures. It looked really nice. It looked really. Oh, it pretty. looks it looks cool. Like this whole, I, I'm glad in the sense that we are taking a trip to Peru, not because of the incident, but because right. looking at pictures of it and stuff, I'm like, wow, this looks gorgeous. Like, yeah, I, I want to go here. That's awesome. We'll see. Now all we have to do is learn Spanish. Sure. See. <laughs> <laughs> I was really impressed with your pronunciation of the those rivers. I tried. Like you did try. Yeah, I could tell you did. So, together with the seaport of Calayo, it forms a contiguous urban area known as the Lima Metropolitan Area. Okay, so like the metro statistical Mm -hmm. area, kind of, yeah. With a population of more than 9 million... Oh, wow! Lima is the most populous metropolitan area of Peru and the third largest city in the Americas, meaning the South Americas, as defined by city proper, with only behind Sao Paulo and Mexico City. I did not realize did not was Lima big. was that I've, big. That's I'd huge. I've heard of Lima. Yeah. I didn't know. No, that's a metropolis. That's a major yeah. metropolis. It's a huge city. And it's only, it, it, in city proper, it's only behind Sao Paulo 
and Mexico, Mexico City, City well, which Mexico is, City oh, is way up there. Yeah, it's like 25 sure, million, I but think. But still. Yeah. Uh, so by the Americas, I'm guessing you mean Central and in South, South America. America. Yeah. Yep. So not counting Yeah, I did in, just say in... South America right there, but yes, I meant yeah. both Central and South America. Gotcha. In 2016, Pedro Pablo Kuczynski... That's his name. I'm sorry. That's his name. I didn't mean to <laughs> laugh so hard at Mr. Kaczynski. Believe me, but... I to, believe me, I had to double check it when I was writing it. I was like, that doesn't sound right. But yeah, I that, could be name. wrong. However, I'm going to speculate that perhaps his mother was of some Peruvian or South American origin. And his father, this is assuming obviously traditional family structures, was <laughs> Polish. And his dad was Polish. <laughs> <laughs> There's not really any other way it could go. Wow, yeah. But anyway. Especially back in this time, yeah. Pedro Pablo Kuczynski was elected president in 2016. Oh! Though his government government was short-lived as he resigned in 2018 amid various controversies surrounding his administration. Vice President Martin Vizcarra then assumed office in March 2018 with generally favorable approval ratings now. Okay. I wanted to go into Peru's governmental structure a little bit more than this, uh-huh. but after going into it just on my own, <laughs> that is a topic about as broad as the history of the country itself. Wow. So if you want to learn about Peru's governmental structure... Read up on it. <laughs> feel free to check it out for yourselves. Now, but you you did say they are technically the Republic of Peru, correct? Yes. Okay. That is what they are currently known as. Okay. So President Kalinsky... No, Kalinsky... Our, the current president is Martin Vizcarra. Right, but who is the guy? The Pedro Pablo Kuczynski. Kuczynski. Not I've seen be, Kyle Kuczynski. That's be, No, not to be confused with Richard Kuczynski. <laughs> oh, wow. That's an interesting... Yeah, so, yeah, okay. So, ne- right. so kind of needless to say, pretty much throughout the entire history of this country, their government has... Been a little shaky. Been in turmoil more often than not. Unfortunately for South America, Most that's South American not... countries are... Yeah. That's that's not terribly uncommon. It's not uncommon at all. No. Yeah. Although at this point, it's not all that uncommon anywhere. No. It's getting pretty bad out there. Yeah, UK, like what's going on? You used to be one of the, like one of the people we, one of the countries you we could like, look to. You were like one of our besties we could count on. We're now not even, Canada's we're not even sure. Now our only hope. And yeah. even like Trudeau's getting all this blackface backlash, understandably. He did it when uh, I was like a kid. He did it like 30 years ago. Let's, like, nobody, not, let's not get into I'm that just saying, just yet. contextually, nobody knew any better back then. I like Justin Trudeau for I the record. Um, but there's also some things to contend with. Yes, there are. Of course okay. there is. Yeah. Let's continue. Yes. So now mm-hmm. we have the tragedy. Unfortunately, we, we know, know the broad what strokes, yes. And the massive death toll. Oh my god. We know where this is taking place. Peru. And I'm pretty sure this is the first time we've done two disasters in one. We because did we did the the wrong holt. That's that was like true. kinda well, but I think I got that wrong anyway. Yeah, <laughs> so, so anyway, we're gonna, we're, str- we're gonna strike that from the record. Well, you know what? We did um the year without a summer, which was technically a volcanic eruption followed oh, by true. an entire environmental by disaster. A famine. Yeah. Yes, among other things. So it's really multiple disasters at once. True. It's natural disasters are not uncommon to cause a trigger effect. That is true. Especially where seismic activity is involved. These are two big ones combined into okay. one, though, which I, is I crazy give, when I, I read this. I concede no, no, that no, that I was, I is, is your, your glory. 
<laughs> I wasn't trying to do a mine's bigger than yours. I, I was just trying to. I was just saying like this is the 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 sheer catastrophe of this is the, unreal. That death toll is is horrific. That's up there on what we've covered. Oh yeah, and that's only. I mean, that's only because we haven't gotten to some of the huge ones no, like the Boxing not. Day tsunami and stuff like that. That's that's. Once you get into tens of thousands, that's just... Yeah. Oh, man. So, now we are at the event that started this whole thing, oh. which is the earthquake. Mm. Okay, and this was, this was like you said, 22 miles off the coast of Peru. It was. Mm-hmm. That happened in... We covered another. Well, that oh, happened God. with the that happened with the big tsunami in 2004. It did, the Boxing Day tsunami, yeah. but... Oh, there was another... We Mexico covered City another earthquake also happened in the ocean. Maybe that's what I'm thinking yeah. of. I was like, we I know we covered another one that started in the ocean. Mm-hmm. That's not uncommon. It's not, no. At all. Oh. In fact, well, we were kind of talking about that the other day, just the fact that like the majority of the earth is covered in water. It's so in, therefore it's in water. Yeah. Yeah. In that's oceans. where all the, that's where most of the biggest plates are. Yes, are that's in the, true. Ocean. the the fault lines, mm-hmm. yeah. Although, like we watched that um, YouTube about the guy who who counted down like the worst possible impending disasters, like the electromagnetic pulse. Oh yeah, thing. yeah. And and he specifically called out the San Andreas Fault. It's another well, one too for I mean, the big one, which it has been for a long time. It's not an if; it's a matter of when. Yeah. It could be tomorrow. It could not be for another two hundred years. Yeah. Like, who knows? We'll, we'll ever see it. Exactly, because there's. But it's going to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. So, as stated earlier, on May 31st, 1970, a 7.9 magnitude earthquake struck the coast of Peru. That's, that's a... It's not, like, the huge one, but it's a big one. It's pretty fucking big. It's big enough, clearly. The undersea earthquake struck on a Sunday afternoon and lasted about 45 seconds, which is really long yeah, for an earthquake. Yeah, they usually kind of pass pretty it's quick. It's usually huh? 10, 15 seconds. Wow. There will be foreshocks and aftershocks. Sure, yep. But as far as the main event itself, it usually mm-hmm. doesn't last very long. Just didn't. This fucking thing lasted for almost a minute. It lasted there, for three quarters of a minute. Were there um, foreshocks that you saw? There probably were. It, it wasn't in my research. Okay. There, there usually okay. is with this sort of thing, okay. especially. A, I know aftershocks can be especially bad. So the shock affected the Peruvian regions of Ancash and La Libertad, which were the worst affected in the earthquake portion of this disaster. Okay. The epicenter was located 35 kilometers, or 22 miles, off the coast of Casma <laughs> and Chimbote in the Pacific Ocean, where the Nazca plate is being subducted. By the South American plate. Okay. Which I believe this is also the same plate system that caused the Mexico City one. It, it would so. be in that same yes, region. Pretty yeah. sure it is. Um, the earthquake was so severe mm-hmm. that it caused a major part of Mount Huascaran mountain north face about 900 meters high or 2,952 feet. Okay. So it's just above a half a mile yes. high. Uh huh. And 914 meters, or 3,000 feet across. Oh to wow, collapse. that's. Oh, I'm I was sorry. Excuse me. The entire literally mountain? a part of the mountain fell off of the mountain. I wanted, and please bring that up on your phone okay. because you can see a clear picture of where this part of the mountain used to be. All right, what am I, I looking wanted at? I wanted to uh, Mount. Huascaran. Okay, I think I remember. Avalanche. How it's spelled. 
Or Peruvian Oops. Avalanche 1970. Uh, Ron Avalanche 1970. Mm-hmm. So images, huh? Yes. Um, you can see. I wanted to print them out, but... Uh, here, why, why don't you look through and uh, show me the, the picture you were looking at? Because I'm, I'm not seeing... Um, well, that's it right there. This okay. first one. You can kind of see right there. There's like a slab. Oh, like oh a, okay. Yeah, just open it, it up bigger. It's just instead of being a peak, it looks like it just got cut There's off. There's literally a slab that wow. fell off the mountain. Wow. Oh. Yeah. It, that's it. Yep. So it just and that's like the whole slid. Path. That is a that is a current picture, by the way, because we'll we'll get into okay, what ha- okay. we'll get into what happens. But wow. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. So, so it imagine looks like it just got hacked off. Imagine something. A little over a half a mile high. Yeah. And a little over a half a mile wide, wide. falling to the earth. Well, it doesn't look like it was the entire mountain. It was the no, tip. no, 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 no. It's literally just a piece of it. Yeah. Like the the, the rest of the mountain range is fine. It's right. Like, it's like right. whatever. So it's it's not that it was a but half compared... a mile by a half a mile, but still it's a massive piece of it. No, it, it was. No, because look at this whole mountain is half a mile wide, half a mile tall, and just that little bit off the top came off. Well, maybe it's the wrong picture, but I'm on the research. 2,952 okay. feet wide. That's a little over half a mile. No, yes, I, I'm not disagreeing Whatever. with that. I just think that not the, enti- the entire mountain did not collapse. I did not say that. No, I said no, a I slab. I know. So what I'm saying... No, what I'm saying is... Let's move on. I know, I get it. What I'm saying is it wasn't the whole mountain that collapsed, just part of it. I never said it was the whole mountain. Okay, I just misunderstood then. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I just wanted to clarify. Remember the conversation that we had about just go along with it? This isn't a joke, this is a fact. I just wanted to clarify. Yes, I understand. Not the entire mountain fell apart. But you didn't claim that. You did not claim that. (laughs) I didn't. I thought I was being clear, but maybe I wasn't. So anyway... The non-entire mountain <laughs> is estimated to have been between 50 to 100 million cubic meters. Oh, okay. I didn't feel like doing a translation job of this metric. Fair enough. But I'm sure we can all agree that it That's translates a to a shit ton. <laughs> there you go. And I sorry. I wrote that in there. Oh, damn it. I'm no, sorry. It's, it's I didn't funny mean that to. you guessed that. <laughs> I didn't mean to. So it became that. a shit ton of water, mud, yeah. rocks. That hurtled down the mountain at 193 kilometers oh. per hour, or 120 miles per hour, Holy in just shit. 45 seconds. Oh wow! The avalanche tore through the village of Yungay, killing almost all of its 25,000 oh, inhabitants, as 25, well as the smaller se- settlements of uh, Ran Rahirka. Only 350 residents of Yungay survived. 300 of which were children who had been taken oh. to see a circus at a stadium out of town. Oh my god. Oh, so, that's horrifying. So I just went into the broad strokes of the hurricane or hurricane, the earthquake plus mm-hmm. the avalanche. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to get into the actual earthquake itself okay. and after that I'll get into the actual avalanche can, itself. Can I pause to say how horrific it must have been oh, for those little kids to be like, "Oh yay, circus." Like they're having a good time, right? Yep. They come home. Actually, they can't even go nope. home. Everything's buried, including L- their parents. Literally, and, and I'm not home. talking about like, like it's six feet, like it's a grave. I'm no. talking it's like forty feet high, yeah. buried. But can you imagine, like, everything you know is gone? Like you were having a great time at the circus, went to go home, yeah. and just tough luck. And it's kid. literally, holy shit! Your whole life is literally been uprooted. It's been buried. We will, we will get into the the children a little bit later. Aww. So oh, back to the bad, but, back to the earthquake. Okay. 
So the earthquake affected an area of about 83,000 square kilometers. Wow. An area larger than Belgium and the Netherlands combined. Jeez. In the north central coast and the Sierra Highlands of the Ancash region and southern La Libertad region, mm-hmm. reports of damage and casualties range from Tumbos to Pisco in the western region of the country okay. to Iquitos in the east. Damage and panic scenes were reported in some parts of Ecuador, and tremors were also oh. felt in western and central Brazil. Well, yeah, it was such a... You wouldn't just feel it in no. one... Yeah. And all these countries are kind of on top of each other, so... Well, they're all very... Yeah, they mm-hmm. border each other, yeah. It was a system-wide disaster impacting such a widespread area that the regional infrastructure of communications, commerce, and transportation were completely destroyed. Wow. Economic losses surpassed half a billion U.S. dollars. Mm. I, I, fair, yeah, no, I forgot fair to do the translation. We're talking half a Billions. billion U.S. We're dollars. We're talking billions multiple. In 1970. Yes, uh-huh. Cities, towns, and villages. I, and I remember after reading that that I meant to do and whatever. <laughs> Cities, towns, and villages, as well as homes, industries, public buildings, schools, electrical generation and distribution systems, water and sanitary and communications oh, yeah. facilities were all either seriously damaged or completely destroyed. It just destroyed the entire infrastructure of the region. Areas hard hit were the coastal towns and cities of Chimbote, the largest city in the Ancash province, hmm. Kazma, Supe, and Huarme, but the Andean Valley, known as the Calejon uh, de Huelas, suffered the most intense and sweeping dan- damage, with the regional capital, Huraz, as well as Caraz and Aija, being partially or completely destroyed. Wow. Trujillo, the country's third largest city, and Huame suffered minor damage. Oh, well, I mean, wow. So they kind of got lucky. Oh, well, at least somebody And remember, did. we're still just talking about the earthquake. I know, yeah, the avalanche hasn't even happened yet. In Chimbote, Juarez, and Ruque, about 80 to 90% of buildings were destroyed, oh. affecting about 3 million people. Oh, geez, yeah. The Pan American Highway was also damaged, mm. which made the arrival of humanitarian aid difficult. Yep, yep. The Canyon del, del Pato hydroelectricity generator was damaged by the Santa River, and the railway connecting Chimbote and the Santa Valley was left unusable on 60% of its roof. Um, mm. Now that I'm, I didn't put this in here, but now that, that <laughs> railway uh, connected north and south. So, and okay. everything, like all of its incoming and outgoing mm-hmm. produce pretty much went around this rail, on this rail line. Right. 60% of it's gone. Wow. So. That's just ma- a massive, I mean. This is a motherfucker. Yeah. Because right not only, I mean, the death toll was enough to just be like, holy shit. And, and is enough. Like, even if nothing was damaged, but that's also a lot of catastrophic damage on top of it, which left a lot of traumatized and displaced people, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. So we're already talking about a devastating natural disaster. Mm-hmm. That's just the earthquake portion of what we've actually gotten into. And what was, could you remind me of the death toll of the earthquake itself? Uh, it was 45,000 Wow, yeah. So let's get into the avalanche portion. Oh boy. Shall we? And I specifically ended that sentence with a question mark just in case nobody in wants to go want on. In case we want to say no. <laughs> in case anybody wants to tap just out. Just stop now. Stop now. It was nice talking to you. Take care. This is so fucking... Like, I can't believe this is not more famous than... 
how, I'd never heard how of this. did you um how did you discover this because I hadn't heard I of this I put either. into a Google search like little known yeah okay obscure disasters like, catastrophic kind of? disasters wow. and this and I was telling you in the car mm-hmm. uh, uh, earlier I was like like half the ones we've we've covered are on this list so <laughs> okay so we've gotten to some well i, I feel we've like gotten we have to gotten some, some obscure but very i mean horrific yeah yes. disasters yes this is awful yeah. this this wiped out like that's that's this upended uh, essentially like an entire country. country yeah and and anything that destroys like entire villages of people those are just scary because that's, I can't just, I just yeah, can't yeah. wrap my brain around that. Now it's making me think, like, maybe we shouldn't go to Lima, Peru. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can look at the seismic they, activity they, in the, the area. The Andes are still there. They, they, <laughs> they, they are. Haven't, they have not gone anywhere. <laughs> so, on to the avalanche portion of, oh boy. I mean, the shit we just went into, now imagine just, let's just pile on a little something extra. Right. Just for fun. Like, Oh, congratulations, you survived you the You survived the earthquake. Earthquake. Can you survive this? So this, is this from the part of the mountain that slid mm-hmm. down? Okay, yep. okay. So the earthquake was so severe, as I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, that it caused a major part of a section of Mount Huascaran's north face. Again, about 900 meters high and 914 meters across to Total. collapse. Mm-hmm. This section of the mountain collapsed, as, as this section of the mountain collapsed, residents of the townships of Yungay... Ron Rahirka and Huras were made aware of the oncoming avalanche from the sound of the mountain as it fell. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry to do this. I may have misunderstood you earlier, um, but I just want to be clear. When you were giving the dimensions, uh-huh. was that of the entire mountain? No, or? that was the section that fell. That's what I was misunderstanding. <laughs> I apologize. The mountain was larger than the half mile by oh, half yeah. mile. Oh yeah, we're talking I about see. the we're talking about the Andes Mountains. Understood. Okay, I must apologize. I apologize. <laughs> now we now let's continue. Let's continue, shall we? <laughs> uh, let's see. We we needed a little break anyway because yes. <laughs> this is not going to be good. So the residents of these three townships they heard, heard it. But well, of course, yeah, I guess you would. As avalanches were not unusual in this area of the country, oh. it was common knowledge that there was generally a 20 to 30 minute gap between the ice cracking off and the avalanche actually occurring, which in their minds, they're thinking, okay, we've got some time to get to higher ground. Oh, wow. What nobody realized is that the sound oh. they just heard was not ice cracking off of the mountain. Yeah. It was an entire section of the mountain itself. itself. Wow. The avalanche started sliding started as a sliding mass of glacial ice and rock yeah. about 910 meters wide and 1.6 kilometers long. It advanced about 18 kilometers or 11 miles per hour to the village of Yungay at an average speed. Or I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It was traveling at a distance of 11 miles, okay, 18 okay. kilometers at an average speed of 280 what? to 335 kilometers per hour. What is that in miles? I didn't bother okay, to put it still, in. But still, it's just it's just hundreds. It's a, it's, it's a, a couple lot. hundred miles an hour. That maybe? fucking thing is coming in hot, oh and we're talking about a part of a fucking mountain God. that's coming right for you. No wonder so many people died. It was just so big yes. and so fast. 
The fast-moving mass picked up glacial deposits, and by the time it reached Yungae, oh. it is estimated to have consisted of about 50 to 100 million cubic meters. I, I have not even been able to Again, visualize that. Again, a shit ton. Yep. A metric of, shit ton, A I metric <laughs> shit ton of water, mud, and rocks oh, that hurtled God. down the mountain in just 45 seconds. Holy shit. In other words... Nobody in its path had no. a fucking chance no, whatsoever to fucked. avoid it. Was it fast at least? Like, I mean, like, was I'm it sure, overfast? I'm sure it was. Yeah. The speed that that thing's coming in yeah. at. Yeah, they didn't have... So it, by the time they knew what was going on, it was over for them, probably. Most people probably never even knew what happened. They were yeah. just dead before they even... I hate to yeah. to try... Like, to me, that matters. No, it, it matters to me, too. I yeah. don't. I really don't think anybody suffered all that much some people did from the earthquake sure um and some people a little bit but most of these people are just they're fucking buried yeah never heard from again which is horrific yep but well it's horrific period the it's it's, always so weird to try and find a quote bright side but i mean when you're talking about this awful of stuff like that's yeah the only possible thing Oh, that's awful. So for it took it forty five seconds to Just go eleven miles yep. down. Eleven a mount, kilometers. Eleven kilometers. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. Eighteen kilometers. You're correct. Uh, 11, Eleven miles. miles. Okay, down a mountain. And just because it's not like the village and tons is and tons and tons like and tons and tons and tons. just on the side of the mountain. It's not like it's, no, it's, it's, on the, it's more yeah on inward. the ground yes. or yeah or, or well, the, yeah, se- the settlement the ground, is like yeah the settlement is more sea lo- closer to sea level. Settlement's maybe. eighteen kilometers away from like the face of the mountain where this gotcha. broke off and it got there in forty five seconds. That's, that's how fast it was going. And that's horrible. I mean, on one hand, it's horrible that they were like. Oh whatever, an avalanche. We got a few minutes. Hey, we got we got some time. On the other hand, did, did you get the apples? Uh, let's bring some liquor. Like and no. No, but on the other hand, Done. they wouldn't have even had a chance if they had run. They could not oh, run this thing. No. So maybe it's better that they didn't know what was happening. I guess. I mean, e- either or. Because the end of their life could have been spent running in terror, or just going about their business. Most, and then... most people never even saw this thing coming. I'm, I, I'm I pretty sure. I hope not. So the avalanche <sighs> tore through the valley of Yungay, bearing almost all of its 25,000 inhabitants, oh. as well as as well as the smaller settlements of Ranrahirka and an estimated 10,000 of the 35,000 residents of Huras. You know, that's almost, that's almost worse when some people die and some people don't. Yeah. I mean, I mean that this, sounds terrible, but... Everything about this is bad. It is. No, no there's, matter, nothing, there's no bright side. No matter what there's your experience... There's no bright spot. If you're still alive, your experience was still bad. Oh, of course. Horrific. Yeah. Absolutely horrific. So only 350 residents of Yungwe survived, what I mentioned before, oh. which were the children that had been taken to see uh-huh. a circus at a stadium out of town. The dual disaster left an estimated 800,000 people homeless. Yeah. And the resulting avalanche caused by the earthquake collapsed bridges and buried yep. roadbeds, which further isolated victims. Remember, yeah. they'd just gone through an earthquake too. They need help. So they have this on top of it. So this further isolated victims in the region who were already isolated due to the damage caused by the earthquake. Talk about a one-two punch of fuck you. Yeah. Well, how many times have we said Mother Nature doesn't give a fuck? No, or not nature at all. doesn't give a fuck about and us. Especially in this one. Oh, could, that, could care that less. was a major. Yeah. Like, well, oh. you shouldn't have built a village so close to the fucking mountain, asshole. This is what happens. 
And I'm sorry. I, I do not want to. <laughs> I was going to say that maybe came across a little harsh. <laughs> yes. I'm saying that's what Mother Nature would say to us. Right. I'm, like not, they don't, I'm not saying that mother, to other yes, people. understood. You are not criticizing people. I am for not calling next. Peruvians assholes. <laughs> no. The uh, no. five of them that listen to us. I, there, there's got to be at least maybe. one, right? If you're from Peru, give us a shout out. Um, if or you give feel us, like or it, give us a five star review. And if you don't feel like doing that, then, then just don't give us just a review. Just don't, please. We don't want to hate Peru, too. Although, did you know there's a Lima, Ohio? No, I didn't. Yeah, oh. that's where Glee took place. I'm sure it's not as fun as Lima, Peru. No, it's not as gorgeous, that's for sure. <laughs> yes. That's right, Ohio. <laughs> Uh, all right. Sorry, we must laugh uh, or lest we cry. Laugh a little bit. This is this is just horrible. this is awful. So now we're into the aftermath. Okay, I'm glad we're moving along. Yes. So uh. this is going to be a bit of a mouthful here. Oh. Peru's first president of the rev- of the revolutionary government of the armed forces, Juan Francisco Velasco Alvarado. Again, it's a mouthful, I know, but that, was that, good, though. that is his official title. Well, and his last name wasn't whatever Kaczynski. It was not Kaczynski. <laughs> uh, but it also reminds us of the constant governmental turmoil yeah. I alluded to earlier. Which makes responding to disasters incredibly oh, yes. challenging. So Juan Francisco Velasco Alvarado asked for international assistance, and more than 60 countries responded with emergency relief. Good. On June 1st, the U.S. ambassador to Peru, Taylor G. Belcher, forwarded a request for helicopters and supplies to the U.S. State Department. The U.S. Southern Command in the Panama Canal Zone assumed mm. control of the disaster relief operations provided by the United States. That makes sense, near the region. Mm-hmm. Six C-130s from the 317th Tactical Air Airlift Wing at Lockbourne Air Force Base in Ohio... Oh, Ohio. <laughs> that's where they're. That's where they started. No, I know. I'm just saying. It's funny. There's another Ohio connection. Sorry for for insulting you earlier, Ohio. You came to the aid of Peru. Came to the rescue. <laughs> so, uh, and do you know what a C-130 is? Uh, no, there are these, a, there are these no. giant military cargo planes. So they're not they're the little the, like no. fighter jets. Well, no, I mean, no, no. I guess why would you send a fighter jet? But no. okay, so it was meant to carry supplies. I that's guess, that's the okay. only thing it's meant for is gotcha. to carry supplies and and people and okay troops. Mm-hmm. So they were on a rotational duty with the United States Air Force Southern Command, which we were talking about was in okay. Panama, mm-hmm. and they flew in 115 tons of relief supplies wow. from Howard and Albrook Air Force bases in the Panama Canal Zone okay. to Lima. Okay. The cargo included two UH-1 helicopters and four crews of four C-123 uh, providers from the 605th Special Operations Squadron and two 24th Air Ansport, Airport Squadron C-118s. So I know that's a mouthful, I'm sure. <laughs> a lot. Basically, it means a lot of Jeeps, a lot of cargo, oh, okay. a lot of a lot of stuff to start getting the... They're trying to get an infrastructure right intact. rebuilt or, well, or just temporary a temporary one on top of this. Yes, uh huh. Literally on top of bodies, people. Yeah. So between June second and July third, the United States Air Force Southern Command airlifted 689 tons of relief supplies aboard the 12 cargo planes, evacuated 501 injured persons, oh, and good. transported 2,827 passengers. Okay. On June 28th, 1970, Mrs. Richard Nixon flew to Peru. That with, would be Pat. Yes, it was. Patty Nixon. With relief supplies donated by private organizations in the United States. 
Mrs. Nixon oh. toured the devastated area on one of the airlifted CH-47 Chinook helicopters. Why, why didn't um, Nixon go himself? Why did... Uh... Oh, that's not... Back then, well, you Well, he was you campaigning. Send... This is 70. This is an election 70. year. Nope. It's a midterm. Oh. 70, 68 and 72 were the was this when was uh this uh, is before watergate okay when yeah. was watergate 72 73 73 73 oh, 74. okay all right so the okay never but mind this my, is, my... But this is kind of but again this is he <laughs> might have been doing something off. else he might have been going to china he was kind of one of the people that opened us back up to china vietnam was still going on that too, too. okay so all this right. is this is a situation where yeah it's horrible and it's tragic uh-huh. and we do we, we do trade with peru well, of and they course. trade with us, but it's a situation okay. like I'll send my wife, yeah. and I'll send our ambassador. I would, like I would figure at least like the vice president or secretary. Well, the stayed. the ambassador and, and the first lady came. I mean, the first lady is. I a mean, pretty, I'm not saying saying it's deal. nobody, but no. Anyway, okay. <laughs> I'm slagging off a uh, little Patty Nixon there. Don't know why. Was she the one with the alcohol problem, or was that? No, that was a uh, Ford. Betty Ford. Betty Ford. That's right. Yeah. Betty Ford. Poor little Betty Ford. Yeah. She was literally drinking rubbing alcohol when it came down to the end. Really? Yep. That's how bad. Yeah. Anyway. Was she able to recover? Did she I'm honestly recover? not. I'm honestly not sure. Well, because I've heard of the clinic. But... Betty Ford Clinic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure about that, but I know mm. she was pretty bad. Mm. So the town of Yungay has since been rebuilt, approximately one mile north of the ruins. Oh wow! That's. So they didn't even, well, okay, fair enough. You don't want to, like, literally build your new city on... On top of dead people. On your dead neighbors, basically. The Peruvian, family. Yes. The Peruvian government has forbidden excavation in the area mm. where the former Yugay is buried, literally. Wow. Declaring it a national cemetery. Okay, that's that's a good move. It is base. It is and, a cemetery, and that's yeah. exactly yeah. what it is. So it's like hallowed ground a little bit. Mm-hmm. That I don't disagree with that. The children who survived in the Oka Stadium, where they were attending a circus at the moment of the disaster, were resettled around the world. And I didn't really find anything else after that, like where they went. I'm sure some of them came to the United States, probably some to Canada. I I mean... What an interesting deep dive podcast that would be to like... Or a piece of journalism or whatever. children of Peru. Find those 300 kids. Because they would probably be in their 50s or 60s now. Yeah. Depending on their ages. Yeah. So... But like, oh, and I'm sure to just even hunt them down would be incredibly difficult. But wow. I mean, oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. So in 2000, the tragedy inspired the government to declare May 31st as Natural Disaster Education and Reflection Day. That's very intelligent, I think. Every May 31st, many of the schools in the country of Peru practice an earthquake drill to commemorate Mm. this disaster. Oh, okay. And that, my friends... Wow. Is, so I can get back to my notes, <laughs> the Great Peruvian Earthquake. Wow. Slash Huascaran and Cash Avalanche. Is it okay if I call it the Great Peruvian Earthquake and the... Yeah. Okay. All absolutely. right. Absolutely. That was horrifying. Yeah. There wasn't... Uh, th- this is winding up being one of our shorter episodes. There's episodes. nothing wrong with there that. There was not a ton. Sure. It's a, of... an obs- more obscure... And I use mm-hmm. I oh I forgot to put sources I I use very little of Wikipedia because there was there, literally there was much. there was like a paragraph yeah I use history.com I use the um, uh, United States Geological Survey okay. which had the recordings of the the earthquake yep. mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and there was there was a Peruvian newspaper, but I can't remember the okay the name of it for the sources. That's I feel like like that's why every once in a while when we're recording, I'm just like that's awful that's awful and and then i'm like yeah that that's what we do this, this is a disaster podcast but this is why we need like the miracle on the hunts and every once in a while like there's something awful about this <laughs> just how awful this is this is so this is like a total of a hundred Thirty-five thousand people. Is that correct? Forty-five well, plus seventy estimate. No, no, no. Seventy is the total. Oh, oh, okay. Forty-five from the earthquake. Okay. Twenty-five from the avalanche. <laughs> I can't. I can't believe I'm like. Oh, okay, good. Oh. But <laughs> on top of that, you had a hundred thousand injured. Yeah. You had almost a million people homeless. Yes. And you literally had pretty much billions in damage. all the major infrastructure of the country either damaged beyond repair are completely destroyed and millions of people affected in, oh yeah in one way or another oh yeah because when everybody in the country is affected when for seventy thousand sure. people die that's a ripple effect of millions yeah. easy that is horrifying and i'm just the, the whole time wow. when i was doing the the aftermath part like could you imagine trying to fucking get in relief supplies and stuff and, just, and look at start? and look well you start with helicopters and planes uh, fair and stuff enough. like that there, there but, are plans in place for but what you to do, but. At, at some point you had to bring in people on the ground you, yeah. you have to so there has to be like digging and oh yeah laying of cement and yeah and you got to rebuild all this yes. stuff like it's not like you can't yes. go without water and electricity and can i say i do think that the um Natural Disaster Awareness Day or whatever it mm-hmm. is on, on May 31st. National Disaster Education and Reflection Day. I think that's a brilliant... Yeah, me too. A brilliant idea. Because the idea is, let's make sure kids understand what happened. Especially children. Not all, not just children, but they do the drills. Yeah. That they understand what happened. They understand the danger that they need to be aware of. Mm-hmm. And then... The whole reflection thing is nice, too, because that's more of like a remembrance type of thing, too. Yeah. So I, I think that's a fantastic day, a f- fantastic way to mark something like that. Definitely not a fantastic day. No, no. But yes, but but imagine yeah. if we had uh, like 9-11 Education right. and Reflection Day. You know, it's... <laughs> Our, U.S. Interventionalist um, Education, <laughs> Education and Reflection yeah. Day. No, th- those don't make the books. Mm. So some not-so-fun facts... Oh, okay. ...about this disaster. An avalanche also occurred on Mount Huascaran in 1964, so just so six, six years, years earlier, killing an estimated 4,000 people. Ooh, its own high-death toll. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did mention this along the way, but I... I Somehow save this for the end. Anyway, um, Mount Huascaran is part of the Andes Mountain, Andes Mountains, which is sadly a place we visited on the show before yeah. with the alive, alive. movie disaster. I don't disaster. remember the name. The Andes Plane. <laughs> yeah, cargo, it's, yeah. We're, the lead sled. Yeah, is the nickname of the plane. We're so bad at remembering anything. I literally but did yeah. that one like a year ago. I know. <laughs> and. Uh-huh. There are several video clips of the aftermath you can watch on YouTube mm. from what is most likely somebody's 8mm yeah, home video Yeah, because back then. There was a five minute... I, I saw other news stuff. Okay. But there was one clip I saw that was 
it was definitely either a survivor Hand or a held, rescue worker yeah. or somebody. It was definitely a handheld eight millimeter camera. Mm-hmm. You can just tell by the way it moved and yeah. by how it, you know, shaky and it cam. Was just everything. There's nothing. It's just around. Everything yeah. is fucking destroyed. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. There's buildings on top of cars. There's not one building intact at all yeah. in this in this video. So it's it's crazy. That's awful. That's awful. We. Oh. <laughs> Like, I don't know, we need to do, like, an All Good Things podcast. Do we need another miracle soda already? <laughs> Can you imagine if we suddenly switched to being All Good Things and was, like, no, all happy stuff? That wouldn't be any fun. No, and no, and probably nobody would listen, and they just, they would bash us even worse. No, they, they don't bash us that much. It's just Not our good people. people. We no. like our good people. But we do like our good people. Cleveland people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am not bashing Cleveland people. I'm just, not bashing just anybody. That's what they don't realize. And I'm not even bashing Cleveland. I'm bashing the one idiot from Cleveland. Well, who, who the one idiot who wrote the, I'm sure there's more than one idiot in Cleveland, but there's more than one I idiot. I saw plenty anywhere. last weekend, yes. I was one of them, actually. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm sure you were. I heard your voice the next day. I'm sure you oh, were. Yeah. My non-voice that wasn't really exactly. there. Exactly. Well, that was depressing. Mm-hmm. And I'm out of alcohol. Uh-oh. So. I guess that means we have to end the episode. I think that means we're done. <laughs> so that was the Great Peruvian Earthquake and the Huascaran Ancash Avalanche. Yes. This has been See. another... <laughs> See. <laughs> this has been another episode of All Bad Things or... <laughs> I don't think I can translate all bad things into Spanish. I know all is total. Bad is mall? Okay, I'm not even... This has been another episode of All Bad Things. There you go, that's better. I'm Rachel. I'm David. We'll see you next week.